0: Hey, Mike. What are you doing way up on that ladder? You're gonna hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Wait, ten thousand dollars? Yeah. And from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters, and it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro mesh screen system, so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me. Bingo! Plus Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty. So your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-
1: Welcome to Raiders of the Lost podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this episode, we discuss the worst movies from 2021. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. And this is James. We usually glorify films, but, you know, we're going to have a little fun today because every year there are some stinkers, and I <laughs> think there are quite a few this year. And this list is going to be a combination of movies we've seen as well as uh, critical responses to movies that have come out that are you know generally generally in the same direction of it being pretty bad. Yeah, if I see a movie that has terrible reviews all around all across the board, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, like we mean? haven't seen Home Sweet Alone obviously, but that's yeah. on this list. Yeah, so we're we're giving you reviews, quick reviews of them so you don't have to watch them. And also we've seen about half of these so we can tell you from personal experience that they are not very good at all. And you know what, if you saw these some of these and you like them, good for you. Like don't let us tell you otherwise. It's it's your life, your it's a subjective thing. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed the hell out of these. If you if you disagree with us, that's yeah. totally fine with us. This is just how we feel, and we're just gonna have a little fun. So don't take it personally. It's nothing. It's not an attack against you. We just you know we tell how it is sometimes. You know, and there or were, you there we were, try to. There were plenty of bombs this year. All right, let's start off with the easily the worst movie of the year, yeah. which was so bad that like within five minutes we were like, should we turn it off or just keep watching <laughs> just to see how bad it is? And that is Halloween Kills. This movie was shockingly bad because the first one was pretty good. I think David Gordon Green, um, and uh, – What's McBride. Danny McBride did a good job with the reboot. But this sequel to Halloween, it was just atrocious. And by by 20 minutes in, we were laughing at it. Like, literally laughing at how bad it was. The trailer was great, too. Yeah, great trailer. Highly anticipated. Very successful. This made a ton of money. And, you know, the it does have good kills. The Gore is good if you like that kind of stuff. And we do like gore and stuff, so it's fun to see. But the writing, it's one of the worst scripts I've ever seen in my life. The entire idea of, like, people from the original Halloween are grown-ups and, like, Evil dice tonight. And Evil dice, dice tonight. tonight. <laughs> Evil. What are you talking about? The entire like, town is like up in arms trying to find Michael Myers. It's so bad, but it's not even that as a horrible concept. But just like the dialogue is so so bad, the the concepts of the situations that the actors and characters get themselves in are, are ridiculous. Like Laurie gets stabbed horrifically in the stomach in the yeah. fir- in the first one, and then it immediately falls her to the hospital. She has intense. Surgery, Like, her stomach is torn open. (laughs) And then she's standing up, walking around, like, totally... Like, what are you... There's no freaking way you'd be standing up without a ton of drugs. And the drug... You'd be on so many drugs that you wouldn't even be be able to keep your eyes open. She'd be out for a day. Easily. Out cold. But she's awake the whole... It's ridiculous. Like, stuff like that. And some of the kills are really bad. Like, the, the car scene when he killed... He's on top of the car... And the people inside, how he kills them is so stupid and, like, no, they have a gun and no one fires the gun at the roof. And He's, like, walking on the yeah, roof just shoot up in the yeah, air. It's it's so terrible. And she's and just shooting at the empty windows oh and there's my no God. one there. It's just, like, it was a really annoying movie to watch. Yeah, and then, like, the entire hospital sequence of, like, the the crowd, the mob is going after the wrong guy thinking it's Michael Myers. Like, this, this guy, this other mental patient who escaped and... And then um, Lori's daughter tries to saves tries to save him, and it's like a twenty minute sequence. I thought it was gonna be like a couple minutes. I was like, okay, we can get this over with, but it never ended, and it, it kept going. In that couple, where Michael breaks into their house, and they're just like, all right, let's find out who it is. Let's lock the doors and kill him. Like, what the fuck <laughs> what are you are guys doing? talking about? Get My- the hell out of there! And everyone knows Michael Myers is like killing people. Even if it's not, even if it's just a normal person or a killer, get the hell out of the house! Like, who do you guys think you are, Navy SEALs? You're going up there with like what, like a stick? Yeah. In a bathrobe? Like, I'm- what is going? This whole movie just pissed me off but like we kept watching it I don't know how it's 41% on Tomatoes. I don't know how it's 64% audience score. No offense, if you like this movie, we did not very much. All it had going for it were some pretty gruesome deaths, but that was it. In and the, that's not enough. The firefighter sequence, so dumb. Why are the firefighters attacking him with with weapons like they're like they're in the army? Yeah. So he, Michael steps out of the burning house, and the firefighters immediately like gear up to fight him. It's like, how do they know that he's a serial killer? Why aren't they? Why don't they think he's someone who just <laughs> why he <laughs> escaped the house? Like you, they should be like, sir, we need to. We're gonna help. You. They should go to help them. Even if they watched him kill somebody That's not a firefighter's job Is to yeah. go after somebody with a, with a table saw yeah. Like, what? Are, like, what not you, at all Made no sense Oh, oh my god man Alright that one was pretty bad <laughs> Next up we have Many Saints of Newark Which is a 6.3 on IMDB A 71% on critics on Rotten Tomatoes And then a 59% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes However I highly disagree with all of these ratings You and I tried to watch it We actually couldn't finish it Being fans of The Sopranos and the way this movie was marketed as being, like, the origin story of Tony <coughs> Soprano, Tony Soprano origins. But when you watch this movie, it is far from that. It is even—it's far from being an Italian mobster movie. This movie is not about Italian gangsters. There may be Italian mobsters in the cast, but it has nothing to do with mob, mob life at all. Yeah, and it doesn't really make sense when you watch the Sopranos and the characters. This movie really doesn't make sense in, in terms of connecting the characters and the storylines and everything. It just It just was not a Sopranos movie— um I, I just don't think it was very good at all i think i don't think any of the characters were interesting at all not even tony not even his uncle uh, the, the yeah, i didn't even like his uncle the, at all the writing was just not there it was so boring nothing was really happening i didn't i didn't really understand what the plot was even halfway into the movie what exactly the entire point of the movie was and it was just such a letdown because it had an interesting trailer and it looked like it's all oh, they're building. I thought a, the trailer was sick. It looks like they're building a franchise, but it is just t- like a just flat out not a good movie. Unfortunately, next up, the Card Counter, which we were pretty excited about. You know, the stars Oscar Isaac, who's a tremendous actor. This is written by the same writer of Taxi Driver. So Paul we we're Schrader. like Paul Schrader. So like, like, okay. hey, this is going to be pretty cool. IMDb's at six point two. Rotten Tomatoes eighty six percent critics. I don't. I think this is just a bunch of people being very pretentious yeah. and making it sound like, oh, Paul Schrader wrote it and I get the big metaphors, we get it. They're they're blatant metaphors. Yeah. You can all figure it out. Audience score is forty two percent. But this was maybe the most boring movie I've ever seen in my life. I'm not even kidding. It's up there. Like t- fifty minutes into the movie, I was like looking at Anthony like, Should I say I wanna leave? <laughs> or just I was like I was like, Does the armrest move up so I can just lay down and relax? Because yeah. it was so horrendously slow and boring. I get what he was doing, I get the metaphors, I get the symbolism, I get it all, but it was just so slow, nothing happens for most of it. The, the amount of drinks that get ordered in this film, why do we have to watch, literally 30 drinks get ordered every time, we have to watch the whole, hey, what would you like to drink? Oh, can I get this on the rocks? What would you like to drink? Oh, can I get this? Every, we see that like 17 times, What? yeah, what happens is... Sorry, I'm like screaming. No. no. <laughs> Schrader, he basically the day in the life with every character every major character in a movie there's the day in the life sequence where you see what their world is like and it's usually a few minutes. Do you, it once. Yeah. But what happens is that never ends. Why it's, is it, why isn't he still taking a shit? Yeah, it's like where's day, that? The, day in the life? Day in the life. Day in the life. Day it in the life. So, it was so and so over and boring. Again. And they just in on top of that, he plays blackjack once. And then he just plays Hold'em the entire movie. He's all... Like, the card counter is just a, a Hold'em player, which doesn't make sense for it being called the card counter. Exactly. Counting cards goes works in people's benefit most... It helps for Hold'em, but... Like they generally help most with blackjack. Not even really and hold them a little bit. If you, I guess it helps for understanding when cards are being the rivers being turned out, what the percentile would be. Yeah, yeah. For you betting, but card counting helps big time with blackjack. That's the and whole point of that's it. That's why it's so they discourage it so much when you play blackjack. So it's called the card counter. It doesn't count cards. We get there's this big metaphor that he's trying to make. You know, with the American industrial war complex and everything like that. But you know. This movie is a huge miss for me. Yeah. It was man, it was it was so such a letdown. <clears throat> Next up we have Jim's other favorite movie of the year. Oh my god. The Little Things. This movie. I wanted it, I wanted to like it a lot. I love serial killer <laughs> movies, I love Denzel. But man, this movie is so Great cast, so poorly yeah. edited. This is one of the worst edited movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I couldn't watch this. We, I actually, had, to, we had to turn it off. I made a video essay about why this movie is so bad. Because, is all because of the editing. And the cinematography is pretty wet. But ultimately, the story is it's just bad too. It's, it's just boring, boring stuff. Rotten Tomatoes, it's forty five percent, sixty seven percent audience, and then six point three on IMDb. But like, I'm telling you, watch my video essay. It's on our YouTube channel. It's it's so poorly edited. It's unwatchable for me. It gave yeah. me such a bad headache because the constant cuts. It's like there is one sequence I counted like twelve cuts in like ten seconds. Yeah, of just Denzel leaving his house, saying hi to his dog, and then getting in his truck. It's there was, literally twelve cuts. Yeah, in and it's, 10 it's, seconds. it's a 30-second sequence in it. They cut, 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 it's, cut. It's unbearable to watch, the, and it's like that the entire movie. I thought they were going to just do the opening scene, but even when Rami Malek is investigating the crime scene, like twenty minutes into the movie, I am, I am, I was having difficulty getting my bearings on what the scene was like. Scematography's all over the place. Yeah, I couldn't, I could barely understand like where each character was. Just in this, in this apartment, it's a very simple scene and it's an open apartment. It's not like they're weaving rooms and stuff. I was having trouble because of how often they were editing and cutting the shots. Where people were, who was looking at what, where Rami Malik was even walking towards. I was just like, I was getting like, Like I was getting anxiety watching this movie. They were setting the camera up all over every part of every room, which I think is a big no-no for like that exact situation. And I was wondering why did Denzel make this movie? But then you saw he got paid forty million dollars. It's quite a lot of money. It's hard to say no to that easy gig. Yeah, for two months of work. Like I love Denzel. Make your money, man. Do what you gotta do. Next, you got a family. Next up, we have Home Sweet Alone. Home Sweet Home Alone. This is a a reboot of Home Alone. Obviously, IMDb three point six, which is horrendous. Ron Tomatoes, sixteen critic, then twelve percent audience. We didn't see this movie. The trailer looked really bad. Um, I hate we hate when villains are super empathized, and you have like Ellie Kemper and, and her husband's character as the villains, and they're like, oh, they're like really nice people, but they're gonna try to rob a house. Yeah, I mean, I think it worked in and *Fell with Dick and Jane* really well, but it doesn't work here. Um, well, the problem why the reason why it doesn't work with *Home Sweet Home Alone* is original *Home Alone*. What works so well is that the fear that if they caught Kevin, they would hurt him or even kill him. There was that fear, and yeah, it's all fun and games, and it's a funny movie, and it's all played for laughs. But the audience, we know, like if they catch him, he's done for. And then with this, when you have just two nice people being the the bandits, it's like there's no stakes at all. And kinda of, it just doesn't have that same pull. He's got a super soaker. Like yeah. I, I don't know. It just yeah. it just doesn't work. I actually I have a couple of funny IMDB user reviews. I'm just gonna read their taglines. <clears throat> Miss Simonetta wrote, I regret all the decis- all the decisions of my life which have led me to this point. <laughs> and then Aiden Rates Movies wrote, I'm never having kids. <laughs> <clears throat> Next up, Space Jam, the new one, which has an IMDb score of 4.4, which is pretty bad. Ron Tomatoes, 25%. Audience score, 79%. Um, you know, I didn't think this was going to be a good movie from the get-go, even when the original concept came out, obviously. I, I, I don't think you can capture what they did with the original Space Jam. You know, I think Michael Jordan is just... I, I like he was a special person. I like LeBron. Yeah. I think yeah. he's you know top three NBA player all time, top five for sure. But like he's an, I don't think he's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was on a different stratosphere in terms of fame. He was like Michael Jackson famous. He like. he made basketball international. Yeah, so Michael like, Jordan did. I don't think you can really replicate that. And I think the thing that that Michael had was the the draw. And I think that you know Mike has some chops when it comes to acting. He's not horrible. I think he's better he, than he Le LeBron. He could be good. He could be pretty good. I think he's better than LeBron, yeah. but I just think the story was so much better than the original, and the graphics and everything. I think it worked yeah. better. and this was this it was just as cash grab it looked like, and it, it didn't look like, the, like there was much heart put into it, and it was all just like, you know, something shiny to sell. Again, again, just terrible, terrible reviews. Next up, we have Thunder Force, which stars Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, And uh, we didn't actually see this, but I'll give you a summary. In a world where supervillains are commonplace, two estranged childhood best friends reunite after one devises a treatment that gives them powers to protect their city. So Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer become super-powered heroes to fight um, nemesis in the city. This has a 4.4 rating on IMDb, a 21% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 22% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I love both these women. I think they're great actresses. I think Melissa McCarthy is super funny. And I think Octavia Spencer obviously is incredibly talented. Oscar winner. Oscar winner. But I think this movie was just not it. You know, obviously superheroes are what sells and studios are making as many superhero movies as they can. But I don't think with any kind of characters or actors, this movie would have worked at all. It just looked like a terrible idea. And the screenplay just seemed—just the trailer alone, it was not funny at all. Um, And it just looks like it was just a bad script in a bad story. So definitely avoid Thunder Force, guys. Next up. Next up we have The Misfits which stars Prius Brosnan, and after being recruited by a group of unconventional thieves, renowned criminal Richard Pace finds himself caught up in an elaborate gold heist that promises to have far-reaching implications on his life and the lives of countless others. I, okay, so this rating has a 4.2 on IMDb, a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, and a 57% on audience score for Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't seen this movie in its entirety, but I did see some of it on a plane from the person sitting ahead of me. And just from watching about... Like twenty minutes or so, off and on, just looking up because I was just so curious. It was so bad, and I kept—I was just fascinated watching this. How terrible the filmmaking was, the sets, the the co- the wardrobes were ridiculous. The filmmaking—it was just like it looked like it was just like a never-ending music video with Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> and I was just like, just from watching it without even hearing it, I could tell it was terrible. Yeah, not—it was it's a big miss for sure. You know, the cast is not. Ah. When Not you have Nick Cannon playing uh, like a bad guy you yeah, got a problem. Don't waste your time. <laughs> don't waste your time. Next Nick Cannon's up. hilarious, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Next up we have Vanquish which stars Ruby Rose and Morgan Freeman. A mother is trying to put her dark past as a Russian drug court Courier behind her, but retired cop Damon forces Victoria to do his bidding by holding her daughter hostage. I think this movie it has the worst ratings so far on all of 2021. Ron Tomatoes five percent, all of them. Yeah, Ron Tomatoes five percent and a 12 percent audience score, and then the IMDb score is the lowest that I've seen this year. It's a 2.7 on That's IMDb. Really, really bad. And this is just really terrible. I actually have a really great critic review headline. The film's most unintentionally self-aware moment is when Damon is saying, "I sleep just fine" to Ruby Rose. You'll do that too if forced to sit through Vanquish. and this <laughs> Just the title, yeah. Vanquish. That's not good. I saw the trailer, and it looks horrible. It looks like it's how did this even get made kind of bad. Hey, but you know, people got to make movies, I guess. <laughs> Next up, we have Outside the Wire on IMDb 5.4. Rotten Tomatoes, 36% critic, and then 55% audience. Uh, we have not seen this. It looked like a mediocre version of Training Day in a, in a way with the evil military super robot. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Anthony Mackie plays like like some kind of android robot, and he's training a young recruit, a young soldier, the training, teaching him the ropes. But then he turns out to be like a bad robot, and he has to stop him. It just looks so bad. And I was when I saw the trailer, I'm like, I don't know about that. And then I saw all the reviews and responses online, and I was like. Yeah, definitely avoiding this one. Next up, Infinite, which I was hoping it was going to be good. You know, I thought the trailer was really interesting. Uh, it's about Mark It stars Mark Wahlberg. It's about and- Mark Wahlberg. Juwetel <laughs> Shafoor. IMDb 5.5. Ron Tomatoes, 16%. Very bad. And then audience score is 34%. Also very bad. And it's, um, what was it? It's like interdimensional almost or someone who it's, has- um, Mark Wahlberg is part of like this, this group of people who can keep being reborn. Warriors that are reborn mm-hmm. in different eras and times. And cool concept, but I guess I think just the script probably was its biggest yeah, weakness. Yeah, seems like the script was terrible. Because, I mean, Antoine Foucault is a good director, obviously, but yeah. I think, you know, even if he can't save that movie, it's probably all script-wise. Yes, definitely. Next up, we have The Woman in the Window, which stars Amy Adams and Gary Oldman, as well as Julianne Moore. Dr. Anna Fox witnesses something she couldn't while keeping tabs on the Russell family across the street. And this is like, I remember the trailer looked pretty cool, and it was a popular book. But its film adaptation is very poorly received. It has an IMDb score of 5.6, Rotten Tomatoes of 26%, critics, and only 33% audience score. So nobody liked this movie. Apparently, the performances were just way off the tone. It's supposed to be all over the place, and it didn't even, it seems like the movie didn't really know what it was the whole time. And then we have one left, Awake, IMDb 4.8, Rotten Tomatoes critic 27%, audience 28%. So I think this is the first one where critics and audience were, are perfectly lined up almost. Um, In this movie, is it's just got the most ridiculous concept of like a, a neighborhood where people become unable to fall asleep anymore. And then one woman's daughter can't sleep, so she has to protect her from these people that's it, and this was a Netflix number one movie. <laughs> and so, I just want to let everybody know: when there's something trending on Netflix, it's probably just because <laughs> Netflix put it as trending in their top ten. Yeah, because they get full control over that. So, yeah, I I, I think that there's a reason why they they're putting stuff like that. At number yeah, one, exactly. Just this con. The idea sounds ludicrous. All right, um, so. That was that wraps our worst movies of 2021. Can't wait to see next year's list. <laughs> you know we do this in, for fun. You know we don't want to be mean, but you know sometimes it's you know you got to get off your chest. And, you know I'm sorry if we if you guys like some of these movies and disagree with us. That's totally fine. We completely respect your opinion. And you can bash at us in the comments. That's totally fine with us. Or if you disagree, no big deal. You know, people like what they like. And if you like these movies and enjoyed them, I hope you enjoyed the hell out of them. I hope you had a blast watching them. Don't let let us tell you what's good or not, all right? (laughs) Who are we? All right. Take care, everybody. Bye, everyone. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.